L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around with Paige Renee. We have Josh and Tori here. I just want to do a wellness check. How is everyone doing? I feel pretty good. Last week was kind of rough for me. You could probably tell in the podcast because I couldn't string sentences together, <laughs> but I'm feeling better now. I've been working out, playing with Nico a lot, my dog. Um, so on my end, things are good. I am dying to play around with Paige Renee. Uh, oh my God. I've been homeschooling a seven-year-old for a week. Oh. And that, again, now you know how my mom felt. She homeschooled me from fifth grade until college. Until college. Like, that's the worst thing ever. We need to just take a second to say thanks to Annette for dealing with me for that entire time homeschooling me. <laughs> Thank you, Annette. Good job, Annette. I, she must be crazy. I, I, no offense, but she must be crazy. She is. No, you nailed it. <laughs> and very knowledgeable about math and geography, I'm guessing. No. So uh, <laughs> she would really focus on the subjects she liked. So like art history, history, hated math. So I had a tutor for math, but she, we would spend hours going over history lessons because she just loved it so much. And I'm like, mom, I can't do this anymore. And she's like, this is great. What are you talking about? We love this. I'm like, ah, <laughs> kill me now. So did you have a problem in college when you, once you got to college or, well, you were an athlete, so you probably had a hall pass for all your classes, right? So I was on an academic scholarship at University of Arizona when I was there and I, it was really easy for me to adjust. My mom was pretty strict in the program that I was doing. So when I say homeschooling, people just think it's like arts and crafts inside, but it was actually a normal high school curriculum. So every, it was part of Mesa distance. So it's called Mesa distance learning program. And it was part of Mesa high school. So I basically did everything they did just online. So it was pretty much normal school. So did you have good test scores going into college? Yeah. No, I, I 
tested really well. Um, I had, I think, like a 3.9 GPA. And then my first year at college, I think I had a, a close to a 4.0. I think it was like 3.8, 3.9. So not too bad. Look at the big, look at the big brains on PG. Then I transferred to San Diego State, and I had to do summer school because I just did not want to learn anymore. <laughs> but besides <laughs> that one semester that I almost like failed out, um, I had over a 3.5 every year. So there you go. And yet another endorsement for homeschooling. Yeah. Paige, where did you like make most of your friends growing up? Um, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so Knew that was coming. Knew that was coming. Mostly old men on driving ranges were uh, kind of my crowd. <laughs> That's so funny. I had a very unconventional life. So... <laughs> Because I stopped going to school in fourth grade and we started homeschooling and I would just go to gymnastics all the time. So I didn't really have any friends. And then I started, I quit gymnastics going into middle school, switched to golf, and then again, still didn't have any friends. And high school was just me hanging out with like old dudes on the driving range and playing golf with them. Like I never really had friends my own age. There's a guy named Harold that was like my best friend. He was like 75. <laughs> we would hang out all the time at driving ranges and, you know, just like shoot the shit. He would <laughs> give me golf lessons. He would tell me about all these new like women that he was sleeping with. It was great fun. Oh I'm sorry. God. What? Oh yeah. God. Oh, yeah. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you're over 70 your sex drive just like kicks back up again and like he was meeting all these new women and life was great for him it was very fast i was like 13 at the time so <laughs> life lessons from harold on the driving range Paige is talking like stock markets and like sex drive at the age of 13 as a homeschooled child yeah like talc on the balls old <laughs> Like, it all makes sense now, doesn't it? <laughs> Did your parents know? Yeah, my mom was out there, too. They would all hit on my mom. So it would just be like me and my mom and all these old guys. That is amazing. Yeah. So, like, the, 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 the old guys, like, in the that's, that's back in the old days. Did they give your mom dick pics, too? <laughs> well, she was happily married. So I, I don't know about that whole side of things. She was too busy working on our next uh, school project. <laughs> She was, she was, uh, she's pretty strict, not going to lie. She uh, made sure I did all my homework, um, had to practice for at least five hours more, usually, um, limited TV time. We would work out every day. Like she was building a champion and she got an Instagram model. So I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> that is today's champion. That is today's champion. You're right. So <laughs> Side note, we have some breaking news. Josh, I don't know if you've heard. I know Tori has no interest, but the PGA <laughs> tour schedule is now up and they're starting in June. Yes, I've heard. What do you think about it? Well, look, I'm very excited as a as a, a shelter in home uh, dad that's just can't wait to watch some any ball go anywhere. Yeah, I I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's great. I think that if we could just get sports 
back up on TV and watching it. I think that would help a lot of people during this time. I feel like sports is a really positive outlet for a lot of people, takes their mind off of everything that's going on. But then on the other side of things, is it going to be safe for the players um, and everyone working the events? I mean, they still have to travel to all of these events. Are they going to drive? I mean, not everyone has the luxury of flying private. So what are all the other guys going to do? Is it safe for them to do that? And then also... Hopefully by that time, testing will be more available for people. But if it's not, I don't think it's fair that the guys on tour might get early access to it or precedent over people who actually need it. So is it kind of wrong for them to be starting up so quick or is it the right thing to do for everyone else? Like, I think, first of all, like the the idea that they might get a little bit of preferential treatment is fine with me if they're going to give us some entertainment. I'm, I'm, I'm so down for that. And look, I, you know, the spectator part of golf, that's one thing. Like if you, if you watch golf, you don't, you don't watch the spectators. The spectators come into play twice, right? Like when, 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 when Tiger won, uh, you know, uh, the players and uh, last year and, and they all came in. I mean, that was, that was a great thing to watch the spectators. Other than that, I don't give it, I don't give two craps about a spectator on, on a, at a golf course. And so, yeah, so as long as they, if, if there's no spectators, that cuts down on the amount of people that need to work it. Um, I, I think in June, we're talking about, you know, that's two more months worth of things. If, they, if, they're, if they're lasering in on, okay, this is what we need to do, then I think they can do it within two months. They don't have to have spectators. And, and I, I think, um, look, no one's going to be the donkey that, that re-ups the Rona. You know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be smart about it. Yeah. At the same time that they were the last big organization to stop playing and now they're the first to start again. So that, I don't really know what to think about that, but at the same time, like how is this going to affect the prize money and the sponsors? Are they going to keep it the same? Because spectators drive a lot, the ticket sales, um, food, beverages, I mean, everything. So do you think they're going to drop the prize money or how, how, I don't even know how that's going to, how that's going to work for them. No way. Cause think about this. You don't cut, you cut out spectators. Yes. The golf course makes a lot more money with, with all that. Um, but those endorsements, those are all TV ad driven. Yeah. So, Think about this. You're, you're, it's all the TV you're, rights. Yeah, your audience is gonna is gonna go maybe up maybe up as much as thirty percent. So in fact, they're gonna probably make more money now that this thing is is isolated to just television, and it's the only thing on television. Um, I, I, look, I think it golf's in a unique position right now, and they're lucky. I mean, yes, they were the last to close and then the first to open, but they the spectators mean nothing. Uh, not nothing. They mean the least amount in this sport. Yeah. And I'm just trying to see all different sides of it. I selfishly, I'm so excited that they're going to be back and looking at the schedule. It's every single week. And I love how close like the U.S. Open and the Masters going to be. You're going to get it like November and then back in April. Like that's that's awesome. Like we're going to see so much good golf coming up. Yeah. And you know what? I'm thinking that, that you know, we were talking about last last podcast about tiger i think that this is exactly what they're doing is they're this is this is kind of for tiger this is to get him to the sixth green jacket this is get him to 83 wins this is to to milk the last little you know uh, little bit out of the tiger 
um, six majors in a year. Yeah, no, for sure. Tori, do you have any thoughts on the PGA Tour schedule? <laughs> you know what? I've already bought my tickets. If you guys do tickets, I've already bought them or, you know, just waiting in line. Like, I don't know. Um, I do have a question, though. Do you guys think the level of talent will be different this year because everyone's stuck indoors practicing their swing versus like being on the golf course like 10 hours each day I don't think so because most of the guys take off a lot of time during the off season and then they come back pretty sharp and maybe one or two tournaments they'll be a bit rusty but you pick it up pretty quick and honestly most of the top guys have access to the best facilities in the world and in most places the golf courses are still open, so you're still allowed to go play and practice. It's just going to take a while. Yeah, so it's just going to take a while to get back in that competitive mode, which does take some time when you get those nerves going again, your hands get a little shaky, get a little tight. But for them, they've been doing this for so long, it'll probably only take like a tournament or two. I think their swings are actually going to be better. I think everyone's been retooling. They, they they have a deadline that everyone's retooling and working with with as, as much as they can. But like, like PG said, it's the competition um, element that's going that everyone's going to be rusty on. Yeah, for sure. But the, I mean, they'll be fine. They do this all the time. And I love fall golf. I it's my favorite time to play is in fall. And so to see all these tournaments in the fall, especially in the Masters, I'm so excited to see how the course is going to look. And I, I, it's a nice change of pace. I feel like every single year it's the same thing over and over again. You know what to expect and kind of mixing it up a little bit. I think a lot of people, hopefully this will get more people interested in watching golf because nothing else is on. So they'll be forced to watch it and maybe they'll be interested in watching in the future then. I have one more follow-up question and you guys, this this is really going to expose how little I know about golf. We love this part. We love this part. (laughs) Is golf in the Olympics? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, Rio was the first year that it was in the Olympics. Okay. Okay. But but here's the thing, though. The guys don't really care about playing in the Olympics. And that's kind of been a huge controversy in the golf community because – They've, a lot of guys have pulled out from playing or they don't want to play because it's usually in a weird time in their schedule. And also they don't make any money playing. So why would they go and do that when they're going to be tired and exhausted and they're not making any money? It's different because they don't play for pride anymore. It's They want the majors and they want the money. That's it. Oh, wait a sec, PG. Okay. I mean, I think maybe that that's a pretty good statement, but Ricky Fowler has the freaking Olympic rings tattooed on his arm. I think some players definitely want to represent the country and represent the United States and do well and have that pride, but I don't think it's a top priority. If you asked any of the players, would they rather win a Masters or Olympic gold? All of them would choose the Masters. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're. I think you're probably right. And I and look, I mean, you also got these most. A lot of these pros sit out most of these tournaments, and they only play the majors, or they're only to, getting ready for the majors, including Tiger and Brooks. And um, so, so yeah, that kind of falls into it. Did we win at Rio? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the other countries like? Like, are what other countries are good out there at golf? Matt Kuchar won the bronze medal. Justin Rose won gold. 
Uh, I can't remember who won silver. I can't either. There's a lot of good players from all around the world. Um, and you see that with the Ryder Cup because it's Europe versus United States. And it's usually pretty intense and close. Learn something new every day, you guys. Golf is in the Olympics. <laughs> no one cares about it, though. It's not like these other athletes who blood, sweat and tears for four years. And this is their one shot golf. It's like, well, I can make a million dollars every single week if I want to, or, you know, $10 million. So it's, it's just not that big of a deal in golf. I think what would be really cool is if they bring amateurs into it, or if they do more of like a skills challenge, like who can hit the ball the farthest, who, you know, do something a little bit different. So it's not just, or a team event, something to mix it up, change it up a little bit and give people an opportunity to see golf in a different way, instead of just the same old, over and over again. I absolutely love that idea. Me too. I would watch that. You, oh. Wow. <laughs> you know it's good when Tori would actually watch golf. Yeah. Well, and, and Pro Tour, to give you credit, it just hit the – it was in the last Olympics. I mean, so it's, it's brand new added to the Olympics. So it was a good question. Well, thank you. I, you know, I try to keep up on my, my golf history. No, and you if, don't. We <laughs> – well, you guys are my encyclopedia, so why Google when I can just wait for the podcast to bring it to me? And one of us was homeschooled. <laughs> I've retained nothing. <laughs> Probably better grades than all of us combined, Josh. All right? <laughs> Mine for sure. But I think that we should ask our listeners what they think about golf returning. Is it selfish? Is it the right thing to do? Will it actually happen, too? I think that's a big thing. Like, we're talking about this in June, but realistically, will they play during that time? And I'm, I I have no idea. I feel like every single day, it's something different. There's something new in the news, and you just don't know how this is all going to play out. Definitely. Well, and, and that's – here's the other thing is, like, you know, it's it's a – it's. It's since it's happened, the Rona, it's been a state by state case. So I, I, I can't even remember where's the first one going to be. I mean, that that actually might dictate things as well is the state versus that if they've already flattened, if they've peaked, if they're on the, you know, what their numbers are. I mean, I think that that's that's like you could you could still add it and go to a safer place or a more isolated place. I mean, um, I'm not I, I'm not sure where the first one. I think what is it in the south? I have no idea what you're talking about. The what? first, what's, what's the first tournament? Oh, I thought you meant like, where was the first case of Corona? I like, I feel... Hey, Paige, can you let us know where patient zero was? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. I like, thought that's what you were asking. I was like, I, I, I know nothing. Hey, Pro Tour, jump on the computer box and find out who patient zero is. Let me just get on the, on the, on the web. But the first golf event is going to be in Texas, in Fort Worth. Okay. So how's Texas doing with the Rona? I mean, Texas is always undefeated, right? I mean, I feel like they're uh, always the strongest no matter what. <laughs> uh, coming from a Californian, that makes me puke. <laughs> next one, the next tournament will be in South Carolina, Connecticut, and then Detroit. Which, So they said the first four events are going to have no spectators. And the fourth one on that list is the Rocket Mortgage. And that's a tournament that I've gone to the last three or four years. It's one of my favorite. And so I don't know if 
I will be back for that one if they want me to do social media or if I'll be able to attend. But that bums me out because that's such a great event, especially it's in Detroit. It gives back to the community so much. And I really wish that would be one of the events that they move down a little bit farther to have spectators just because they, they give back so much to the community. So that, that one hurts a little bit, but hopefully they'll still be able to play. Well, wait a sec. Would you go if like like let's say there's no spectators, but they say, hey, PG, we need your social media like we want you to be there because we can isolate you and you can just you know do your thing there would you go 100 percent. i i said i love that event i love everyone who runs it and i would love to be a part of it i just don't again i just don't know if i would be allowed to go or if that's one extra person that they wouldn't want an extra risk but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, my schedule is completely up in the air. I never know what's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see what, what events that I'll be at this year and how all that works out. The Life of Corona. Email us your thoughts at par at iheartradio.com or DM us at Playing Around Podcast. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. And we're back playing around with Paige Renee, and we have got something very special, not only for you guys, but for PG herself. She hates surprises, and she was dumb enough to tell us that. So we got another <laughs> surprise for her. Of course, not shocking. That is not a surprise that you guys are going to surprise me every single episode now. Well, I, look, and Pro Tour can back me up here. You love to hear what our our listeners want to think and say, right? Of course. Some of these were a little scarring to read, but we had to weed some out, you know? Okay, so what am I doing? So we're going to do this with this segment is called Page Bears All. (laughs) I like it. I mean, they've already seen everything, so let's just expose myself even more. Are you are these are now these are like 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 Protor said, these are weeded out to to at least be um, decent to ask you. 
but there are some some curveballs here. Are you ready to answer some listener questions? Let's go. Let's do this. Okay. Question number one: What is the first thing you will do after coronavirus? Ooh, I think just like walk outside and just hug people and just be like, "I missed you so much." I think that's probably the first thing I'll do. Good. Now give me another one. <laughs> is that not? Something- I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like my life will get back to normal. Um, I. Like I said in previous episodes, this is pretty similar to how my life is right now. Um, I work from home. I go for walks. I work out. The only thing that's changed is that I'm not traveling. So I think just maybe going on a really fun trip. I know I talked to my friends and we want to do a Vegas trip. So that will probably be the first thing that I do is a fun Vegas trip. And I... I promised them, too, that I would drink, and I never drink. And I was like, this is a special occasion, and I'll drink with you guys. So uh, we might have to do a podcast in Vegas with all my friends. (laughs) See, now, that was the answer that everyone was looking for. (laughs) Ten steps ahead of you, Josh. I'm, like, already packing up my suitcase, engineering everything. (laughs) It's a four-hour drive for me. I'm coming. Cool. So we'll make that happen. We'll have a nice little Vegas trip and we'll all get blacked out in podcasts. I think it sounds like a success. I, I mean, we, we could stop the segment right here. There's a lot of questions. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Ready? I love that answer. Uh, and we're pro toy. We're definitely doing that. I'm already emailing our producer to, to make this all happen. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right. Question number two. Given all the dick pics... Why do you do what you do? Mm, I actually do get that question a lot. So anytime that I will respond back to a comment that's very sexual, the next comment underneath it is usually, well, what did you expect? You have your tits out for everyone to see. And my response is, yeah, like I, I dress in a sexual way, but that doesn't give you the right to make a very crude comment. I, I don't mind if people talk about it at all or if they make funny comments, but there's definitely a line. And just because I show cleavage doesn't give you the right to send me a video of you masturbating like that's not what I'm asking for and for them to think that that's okay is just mind-boggling um it's the same way it's like when it's probably gonna get a little deep but if I'm walking down the street and I'm wearing a short skirt that's not an invitation for you to lift my skirt up or to touch me and I think people miss that I'm still allowed to dress in a sexual way I'm allowed to pose how I want and that's not an invitation for you to touch me or say disgusting comments um, or cross that line. But I have no problem with people making funny comments, talking about it, uh, being lighthearted about it. Uh, It's just when they they cross that line and then they justify it and say, well, it's your fault for dressing that way. Right. So, uh, but, but the good outweighs the bad, obviously. Oh, 100%. I mean, if it was so bad, I probably would just not do social media. And when I talk about all the dick pics or all the comments, it's really like the 1% of the 99% good. So that's why I do it. I mean, it's to have fun and people seem to like 
the content that I put out, that it's lighthearted and that people love the, the podcast and that I'm real and honest and being real and honest comes with a lot of good and it comes with a little bit of bad, but the good always outweighs the bad. Good answer. Okay. Next one's, um, is actually kind of a repeat, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it because you've already answered this, but why does Josh call you PG? These are not your initials. Please help me understand. Yeah, I still get a lot of questions about that. So Josh calls me PG because I'm PG. I am, for the most part, pretty wholesome. I never really cross that line. I don't cuss that often. The most I've ever cussed is in this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I just... I'm just very wholesome. I've always been that way too. I just have never really been that crazy or wild or um, even thinking back to like my college days when I talk about how crazy and wild I was, I still was very tame <laughs> compared to a lot of people. Um, I think people look at my image and they see the pictures on social media and they just assume that I'm this, this crazy promiscuous wild girl. And I'm actually not, I'm quite the opposite of that, but that's kind of like my alter ego. And I like that. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel sexy. And I feel like I could put out better content and kind of be a more outrageous version of myself. And so it's almost like that's the person I want to be is sexy and confident and a little crazy and all of these things. And that's, that's what I like. That makes me feel good um, compared to the person that I am in real life, which is more weak and um, kind of a pushover and a little boring and PG. And so it's fun to have these two sides of my personality uh, come out. Yeah. Uh, and just, just, just to clear it up completely crystal clear, it's PG, like PG rated, like rated from a movie. Like there's X yeah. rated, there's R rated, there's rated, you know, PG is that, that was, the, it was like a rating in a movie. And it was, it was quite <laughs> interesting to um, have all these conceptions about you before meeting you and then meeting you and getting to know you. And I think PG, like I, I'm, I love calling you PG because that's what you are. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, next yeah. question. Next question. Here we, this is a good one. I'm really interested in this. Have you ever been approached by Playboy? What is your opinion about that? Yeah, actually, I have, but in a different way. They wanted me to write an article of some sort, like a, we were going to call it just the tip. And it would just be um, golf tips, life tips, dating tips, anything like that. Didn't end up working out. But I, I think I would pose for Playboy if it was done in a tasteful way. Um, just like I did with Sports Illustrated, I would do Maxim. I think if it's done in a way that – or the, they were doing like the body issue – Anything like that. If it's done in the right way, I have no problem with it. I think the human body is incredibly beautiful. And I already have a picture out there anyway. So there's really not much for me to hide anymore. Yeah, now you could just get better lighting, right? Yeah, now we can just make it more. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I always talk about. I was like, why does it have to be that picture? It could have been any other picture. But yeah, you do better lighting, put some makeup on. <laughs> All about that. Uh, next question, which is kind of on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, are you a virgin? <laughs> uh, 
I'll just say what I've been telling my parents. Yeah. Yeah, I am. (laughs) It's so funny because my parents, like, we have a very open relationship where we talk about pretty much anything and they know almost everything in my life. But that's just one thing that I've never been able to talk to them about. And it's it's just something that like is never really brought up or discussed. They don't I don't think they want to know. I don't want to tell them. And um, but I, I think, you know, I am 27, so. I think you can probably figure that out. But I I did lose my virginity really late in life. Um, I know a lot of people would probably surprise them. Even my first kiss, um, I was pretty old. So, Was it Harold? It was not Harold. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was like 17 when I had my first kiss. That's not terribly old. Yeah, I mean, but it's not. I mean, I feel like these days kids are kissing when they're like, 10 and (laughs) (laughs) hooking up with people when they're like 12 or 13 like it's it's weird if it's like much later yeah but I went into college as a virgin and it was horrible I was that weird virgin homeschooled kid so (laughs) it wasn't that much fun I remember I went to this one it was like a under 21 club um, you go in if you're 18, and I was dancing with. This is my freshman year at U of A, and I was dancing with this football player. And he went to my friend after, and he said she's definitely a virgin. <laughs> and my friend was like, "What?" He's like, "I can tell by the way she dances." Oh, that is amazing! I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, apparently you could tell, and I was not a good dancer, so he knew right away. <laughs> I, I, I actually am dying to know more about that, but I think maybe maybe we'll do that later because there's a lot of questions here because I want to go yeah, into the whole move. thing, but we'll, we'll, we'll just keep yeah, it. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, this is a good one. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. The quality you love most in a man. I think a sense of humor is huge for me. Obviously, you want to have someone who's loyal and honest, but I think someone with a sense of humor is the most important thing. I love to laugh. I love to have a good time. I grew up in a household where we were very sarcastic and we would make a ton of jokes. And I have dated some serious guys and it's so boring. Like you make a joke and they just like look at you and then you're like, don't be amateur. And I'm like, well, (laughs) like have some fun, like lighten up. I think life is so hard, and so if you have someone by your side that you can laugh with and have a good time and who doesn't take themselves too seriously, then that's the number one quality for me. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Worst name for boobs? Hmm. Ah. There's a lot of good ones. Let me give you some some that I'll just off the top of my head. We got melons, we got cans, we got guns, we got... Tits, we got uh, breasts. I don't think I like, I don't like jugs. Jugs. Okay. <laughs> I don't like jugs. I don't like that. I like, yeah, melons is, I like things that are funny. I like melons are funny. Warlocks is really funny. Tits are funny. Boobs. I like saying boobs. Um, breasts is weird. Maybe not breasts. That's just kind of hard to say too. Or jugs. I don't like jugs. Okay. I kind of don't like jugs either. It's just like, weird tori what do you not like i don't like tits (laughs) i'm just gonna say tits all the time now (laughs) you do say tits a lot 
Because I think it's funny. I, I love the word tits. I I don't know. But then it's like when I say it, then I'm like, them boobs just sound so like wear a turtleneck. Like, <laughs> I like, you know? Or like boobies. I love so saying boobies is funny. I love boobies. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I've never thought this through. I can't even think of any other. And I get them a lot. I feel like I should know all of the terminology by now. Melons. Melons is a good one. What about cans? Nice cans. Cans are fine. Okay. Or puppies. Sweater puppies. Sweater Sorry. puppies. What? You've never heard sweater puppies before? Oh my gosh. Get an Instagram. <laughs> Anytime you wear a sweater or like a shirt that's like a little higher, they call them like sweater puppies. Oh, what it's about? just your boobs under a sweater. What, what about knockers? <laughs> knockers are funny. I don't know. I think there's so many terms for boobs that it just makes me happy. I love it. <laughs> I love boobs. Boobies. Boobies. I think that's my favorite. They just make everyone smile. If you don't like boobies, then there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Okay. Great. Great. Uh, All right. Do you find men with shaved heads sexy? I would say I like like a short haircut probably the best. And I really like facial hair. I think facial hair looks good on all guys, like a little bit of a scruff. Um, I think it just depends on the guy and what works for them. I will say I'm not a big fan of guys with long hair, especially if they put it into like a bun, a man bun. That's not really my thing. Right. But I'm thinking back on like all of the guys that I've talked to or dated, and it's been a wide variety. Like I don't really have a type or there's not a certain look that I'm drawn to. Okay, but you like it kind of tight and right on the top. Yeah, I think tight on the sides, uh, a little fuller on top. They kind of like, it's a little messy. They kind of calm it back a little bit with like some scruff. I think that's probably my favorite look. I do have some bald actors pulled up and I would love to get your guys' opinions on it. Okay. Vin Diesel. I'm not a big Vin Diesel person. So not sexy. Let's do sexy or not sexy. Not sexy. Josh, feel free to participate. Sure. (laughs) Dwayne Johnson. Sexy. Josh? Oh. Uh, <laughs> n- not, he does nothing for me. What? He's, the Rock? The Rock. Doesn't get you going? No. No. Oh. His smile? Sorry, I'll, I'll get off of The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you should get off The Rock. Hey, <laughs> PG, get off The Rock. I'm going, I'm going. Who's the next guy? Bruce Willis. Oh, Sexy. Josh. Absolutely. <laughs> Terry Crews. Sexy. He has a good sense of humor. That's what I'm talking about. Love, love. If we're talking about sexy, I don't know where I weigh in on that one, but he is amazing on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's sexy. There we go. <laughs> I then, agree. We'll, then we'll call him sexy. And he does that, he does that booby bounce. Boobies. And the last one is Tay Diggs. Sexy. Sexy. <laughs> Sexy. Yeah. We were watching um, All American, and he just is so good. I'm obsessed with that show, but he's like the sexiest guy on the show. I lost my soul in life for a solid week to that show. <laughs> I know. We were watching every single day, multiple episodes. Yeah, that guy's sexy. 
So, yeah, I guess I am a fan of shaved heads. I think it's if you can pull it off, then I'm all about it. Unless you look like Vin Diesel, then don't shave your head. That was your hard no. Overall hard no. He just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel it. It's just a feeling you get, and I don't get it. I agree. I agree. But I will say men that are bald are usually very confident. Yeah. Like all those guys we, we, we went through just now, they all have like the great, good personalities, you know? I will say if you're on the brink of l- losing your hair, don't hold on to it. Just shave it. I think that's definitely the way to go. I think when you're trying to hold on to some hair, then that's not sexy. But if you just shave it and you own it and you're confident, then that's 100% so much sexier. Everyone needs to listen to Paige right now because that is every woman's point of view yes every this is a hundred percent of women polled say yes oh yeah absolutely i i actually totally agree like holding on to hair is it it seems and by the way i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna straight up bear all right now i i am on propecia i feel like every guy is i it's just like hair is the one thing that guys are so insecure about And once they start to lose it a little bit, I can see why they would want to hold on to it. But you just look a little older if you're losing your hair. Like even some of the guys on tour, they're like young and losing their hair. And I'm like, just shave it, shave it. Come on, shave it, (laughs) do it. Yeah. Like Jordan Spieth, right? Like he should, maybe he should shave his head. Maybe, maybe he gets that bald man confidence. Ooh, pro tour, your guy, Jordan Spieth. How do you feel about him with a shaved head? How do you feel about him with a shaved head? Because he is losing some hair. Great question. It is really hard because I like him with a baseball cap showing his hair. (laughs) And I have to say, I think I would feel differently if he was bald. So our theory of 100% of women... Which is just proven in five seconds. I love this podcast does that so often. I know. We're like, we make a solid point. We're like, 100%. This is what we're going to die on. The hill we're going to die on. And then two seconds later, well, you know, never mind. This this should be called playing around with ultimate retractions. (laughs) Maybe playing around. (laughs) Okay, so if you're losing hair, shave it. Unless you're a golfer or a person who wears a hat all the time, then keep it. But only keep the bottom part of it, just so you can see it outside the hat. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying cul-de-sac is okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Cul-de-sac. We're giving horrible advice right now. Do you know how many guys are going to be walking around with just this strip of hair underneath their hat? Dick pics are out the door. It's going to be men sending cul-de-sac haircuts to you. Yeah, but Paige said it was sexy, so it's fine. You're like, please message me now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Fantastic. I will say I've, I, I never feel more catfished in my life than when you see a guy in a baseball cap. And you're like, oh, he's cute. And then, you know, or you kind of meet or whatever. And then you go on the Instagram and you realize he's bald. It's really two different men, I have to say. Or when they wear sunglasses. I feel like guys give us so much shit about wearing makeup, and then they're like, oh, you're catfishing us with makeup, and then we take it off, we look like a different person. Oh, yeah? Okay, well, you have facial hair, sunglasses, and a hat. 
You look like a completely different person. Yeah. So you can't you can't give us shit if you're doing that. Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> What's the next question? Okay, good. All right. Yes, moving on because I mean we. I don't even know. Okay. Oh, here here we go. What size are your melons? And I know it's a disgusting question, but really, are they these? You know what? We have fruit in the fridge, and my first thought was, oh, we have some nice cantaloupe. <laughs> I didn't even like <laughs> I didn't even think about it for a second. I was like, oh, no. Just... <laughs> it's like the size of a basketball. <laughs> P- Quarantine is G- getting to me. <laughs> P- G. Oh, my gosh. I've actually – so – I I don't mind when guys ask me this question, and I get it a lot. I did a whole YouTube video on my boobies, and they are a 34D to double D. So they're real, and so they fluctuate in size a lot depending on the time of the month and um, what my weight is. And so they're anywhere from, like, that range. D to double D. D to double D. Okay, so let me ask you a, a real, like a guy question here. What is there, are there any other letters between D and double D? Like, is there, the, do you go to E and then back to doubles? Like, what's the double? No. Does that mean you have it's two? Just, <laughs> it's just bigger. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a size bigger. So it's like A, B, C, D, double D, uh, G, and I think they do like double G, E, and F. Is that right, Tori? I feel like that's. I'm nowhere near this range, but I believe so. I think it goes yeah. E and then F's and like double F. Wait, did hmm. E come after G? A B C D E F G. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, okay. So it's E. So it goes D double D E double E. Whatever the alphabet is in that order. <laughs> There's that homeschool education. <laughs> I don't know. I just know I got some big boobies, so <laughs> <laughs> I've never been bigger than a double D, so I, I don't know what comes after that. But there is some after that. I know that. Yeah, well, you kind of got to know, right? Because the the or do you not do a lot of? Bro- I saw your YouTube, so I know all of these answers because I saw that that whole. If you want to know more about PG's boobs, go see her YouTube on boobs on boobies on boobies. Can it's actually pretty informative. I think a lot of guys like don't realize how much goes into it. They just ask like if is it, are they real or fake? But there's like a lot more. Like they're at they'll be like, "Oh, they look bigger this week." I'm like, "Yeah, it's that time of the month." And then they're like, "Ew." I'm like, you just well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> you asked me a question. <laughs> they want you to say they got bigger because you called. Yeah, right? Like, I just saw an attractive guy and just they just expanded. Like, it's not a dick. Like, it doesn't work that way, guys. I feel like guys just think that, like, it's their body, so that's how women's bodies work. I'm like, they don't get bigger if I'm aroused. Like, it doesn't work that way. Paige has got a booby boner. <laughs> Can you imagine if your boobs actually, like, got bigger? <laughs> is that if I was aroused I would just they just get like bigger if I was looking at like ice cream or like something like that (laughs) all of a sudden I'm just like looking at like an ice cream cone and they're like three sizes bigger (laughs) oh oh goddamn get a blanket here comes the taco truck (laughs) 
like, oh no, I better run. Pizza's coming. We got two Casper the ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I need this segment to come back. Paige bears all. If you guys have anything you want to ask her, (laughs) clearly nothing's off the table. So email us at par at iheartmedia.com or DM us at playing around podcast and just let us know what you want Paige to talk about. Because she's she's got it all. She has got it all. And by the way, <laughs> Pro Tour, you know, we didn't even cover half these questions. There's so much more to come. We'll bring it back. It's going to be great. Bring it back. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. back from another break and you know what time it is it's tna josh tory hit it it's tna with page nailed it we're getting pretty good like we are we're gonna start our own side band yeah like capital records we're here whenever you're ready Okay, from Nick's. Okay, this is kind of hard. Is it Nick Sniddle or Nick Sniddle? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Uh, so, do you have any advice on golfing with my six-year-old daughter? She loves to go on the course. How do I get her better, but also make her not hate the sport? This is gonna be very similar advice to if you want to get your wife or girlfriend interested in golf. Don't rush it don't push them into it just keep taking them out and the best thing to do right away is get them lessons don't try to teach them because I think that's when they'll start to resent you they'll start to hate you and they don't want to be on the course anymore and also make it fun let them drive the golf cart uh make fun games and give them you know little rewards just try to always make it fun and light and never force it and like I said, that's the same for if you have like young children or trying to get like a girlfriend or a wife into the game. Yeah. Can I jump in on this? Always. It's like what you're here for. <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, 
the you know I got a seven year old boy that I'm doing all of all of exactly this stuff with and and number one is you got to remember like a six year old girl that daddy's girl that she just wants to be with daddy and she wants to be around mm -hmm. what daddy loves so like like PG said let her drive the cart you don't she doesn't even have to hold a club the first time or she can find out you know what when you go to the golf course you get a milkshake and then that may you know and and that's fun. I, like I said, I, my son started putting really well once I surrounded the hole with quarters. And then we just, yeah. we just did this really, really fun game. Um, this last week, um, I wanted to, you know, hit, I have these, um, like kind of nerf like balls that you can, you can hit around, uh, golf balls. And he was, he was like, I want to play baseball. And I wanted to practice my chipping because I swore I was going to be a good chipper in the next six months. Remember that? Um, so I was, we did, we actually invented a game called chip and blast. So I would ship golf balls to him and he would hit him with a golf, with a, with a baseball bat. Now he was, he didn't have any golf, you know, he didn't have a golf club, but we were, we had in, in developed a golf baseball game together. And that's another just way to sort of make it fun and inventive and, and then at some point, maybe he'll want to start chipping to me and I'll get to hit the ball or, yeah. or whatever. But, but you just yeah, you just have to make it really positive and fun. I've just seen so many times where parents will push their kid into something and then they might be successful at it for a little bit. But as soon as they go to college or maybe even earlier at high school or after that, they really start to resent their parents. And I think for one of these one of the shows coming up, we should talk about junior golf and college golf and how parents navigate that because that was a huge thing with my parents. We went through a time where I didn't really like my parents that much because I thought they were pushing me and that wasn't the case, but we definitely both learned a lot and I would like to give some of those tips out to parents with, you know, young athletes who want to be successful, who want to play in college, who want to play professionally and how to navigate that because it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it's already hard enough from your college coaches, like let alone hearing it when you go home. There's truly nothing worse. No, you just get so you can tell when they're like disappointed and especially with like a sport like golf, it's just so mental. And then to feel like you're letting your parents down or like that they're disappointed is the worst. That was always the worst thing for me was just knowing that I didn't do my best for them. And I, I like couldn't deal with that. That was the hardest part. It was, I played a lot of junior golf and I agree. It was the worst thing was having to tell my dad. Yeah. And, and well, with golf too, it's so expensive, especially when you're playing like AJGA events, which you're traveling all around the country. You're spending so much money. The tournament fees, expensive, the hotel, the practice rounds, it's just the clubs that you're getting everything. And so you feel like they're sacrificing so much and you shoot a bad score and there's nothing you can do about it. That's golf. But at that point, you're trying to get a college scholarship and it's just a lot of pressure to put on a kid. And I think that's why I, I was a really good junior golfer. And then my senior year, I kind of lost a little bit junior, senior, I kind of lost a little of my motivation and then in college, I hated it. I wanted to quit. And even in, after playing the couple years professionally, I just, I didn't like it. I just feel like all of those years of training so hard and having that pressure, it just kind of ruined me mentally. And so, and my parents know that too. We talk about it. And that was kind of like a big thing that we had to work through, um, but it's just, it's tough, tough on both ends. Cause I know they really wanted to, they wanted me to be successful and they thought they were doing everything in their power 
to help and that was right and then I saw it a different way so I don't think anyone was like wrong in that situation that's what makes it so difficult yeah Yeah. I completely agree I don't know if you guys remember but we were trying to brainstorm on how to brighten up people's day during the coronavirus and one of the brainstorms was having somebody or having us do calls to someone who is a huge fan of Paige so we have a message from Ryan for a caller idea Yes. I have a buddy that could use a pick-me-up from Paige. Last weekend was supposed to be his bachelor party. We had planned on driving down from Toronto to spend four nights and play four rounds in Myrtle Beach, which is one of PG's favorite spots. We are so devastated that we had to cancel the trip, and we now do not have any plans to throw a proper bachelor party thanks to the coronavirus. None of us had been to MB for golf, and we were thinking it could turn into an actual event. And now we're all at home. PG, can you help? No. We're going to call Chris. But I want to know, Josh, what does a bachelor party on the golf course look like? Like what? I get you guys golf, but what happens when you... When you're done golfing. <laughs> well, number one, I am going to have to say this uh, to um, the buddy, uh, Chris. Chris, uh, d- dude, then postpone the wedding. Postpone the wedding till you have the bachelor party. You got to have the bachelor party. It's that crucial? Oh, absolutely. It's the, la- it's the mile. It's the rite of passage. It's the last, it's the last bastion that you have. Uh, before you completely change, before everything completely changes. Absolutely. <laughs> you're making it sound like your life is over. Uh, once, you, <laughs> once you get married, your bachelor party is like the last <laughs> last of your happy times. Hey, no, not it's not the last of happiness and new doors open and all of those things, but it is over. Certain things are but yes. over. <laughs> oh, gosh. So what's your ideal bachelor party? <laughs> so, if you could do it all over again. Oh, God. Well, um, there's there's so many. Do you many. have to have strippers? Is strippers a must? Now you're going to get me in trouble. But I think that. Uh, Do you think a guy is lying if he says he doesn't want strippers? Most likely. Most likely. I agree. Most likely. They just don't want the wrath of their exactly fiance. So yeah. there's 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 the wrath of the fiance. There's the there's the idea that you got to play it safe. Look, I've been to a, a, a lot of bachelor parties, and almost all of them have strippers. Um, and I feel like you have to have strippers. And and part of that whole thing is that you know it's like okay, is this a bachelor party where we're not saying there's strippers? And then you have to like like every, everyone has to everyone has to get on board with a lie. And then like if I'm like I've been to bachelor parties where I've been married, and then I'm like, well, wait, do I have to lie to my wife too that there's there's been strippers or not? Because like now we're all now we all have to keep a now there's you know 14, 18 guys that have to keep this secret that there's that there's that there's no strippers there when there's there's definitely not one but four strippers there. Josh, you realize that we're already 10 steps ahead. We've stalked your Instagram. We talked this about, we talked about this in the last episode. We know everything. So even if you say there's no strippers, we know there's strippers there. We'll contradict it 20 minutes from now, but right now we're saying we stalked you and we know that you had it. That is my hard stance and I'm not changing it until five minutes later. I think we should bring Chris on. Let's call him right now and let's see. Does he, Does he know or is this like a full surprise for him? He knows because we have him on call right now. So we're going to bring him in. 
So I only get the surprises. I see how it is. L A S I K LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Chris, it's Paige. Hey, Paige, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad. How's it going oh, for you? Oh, not too bad at all. <laughs> Thanks for coming <laughs> on today. Are you excited? Oh, very excited, to be honest with you. I wasn't, uh, when my buddy first told me about it, I thought he was pulling my leg there. Well, you lucked out because we're talking about strippers right now. Do you Uh-oh, think that... perfect timing. <laughs> Do you think that strippers are a must at bachelor parties? Oh, oh I'd have to say <laughs> at least one, right? <laughs> at least one. My type of guy. <laughs> so I heard you guys were going to go to Myrtle Beach and play some golf. So bummed out you guys can't go. What courses were you thinking of playing there? Uh, well, we had three courses in mind. Uh, I had one buddy who set it all up. Uh, we are playing Grand Dunes, Wild Wing, and I'm not exactly sure of the third one. Uh, I was just kind of told the price and uh, what we had to do. But it was, uh, we were really looking forward to it. We were a little disappointed when it all happened. And we got told we weren't allowed to go anymore, but. Yeah, no, I'm sure. So what, what are the plans now? Uh, I, we, we don't know yet. Um, our wedding got pushed back, so we had to delay another year. So I think we're just going to push everything back another year as of right now. That a boy. That's my advice. Yeah, so you're That's still going to do the bachelor party, right? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, there's no missing out on that. Even if there wasn't a wedding, I think we just turned it into a guy strip. I love it. You guys will have to let me know when you're in Myrtle Beach because that's one of my favorite places. So maybe I can oh. crash the bachelor party. Oh, definitely. You'd be more than welcome to. That's for sure. And come show <laughs> us how to, how to swing the club. I think I could do that. <laughs> hey, Chris. Yeah, you wouldn't be playing with the best golfers. That's for sure, though. I think we're, we're more there for the entertainment. Hey, we'd, be fa- we'd have fun. That's all that matters. Exactly. Hey, Chris, have you been to a bachelor party? Yes, actually. It was, uh, it was almost a blessing in disguise here because uh, I had four in a row there. That's, I would have been the fourth there. I was in Nashville in January, Vegas in February, and then Boston in March. 
So I was all lined up, ready to go for mine, and uh, I, I was starting to run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> They're expensive. Yeah, they I know, are. like, bachelorette parties are so expensive. They're like, well, you just need, like, $1,000 for all the alcohol, and then we're doing this and that, yeah, and it ends up being, like, yeah, like, all this money. I'm like, well, I'm glad you had fun. Now we'll spend, like, another couple thousand on your wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're not cheap, that's for sure. And we're right at the age now where all my buddies are getting married, so they just keep coming. We're going to be broke by the end of them. Do you think you'll go to Myrtle Beach when you do your bachelor party again? Oh, Try the same I think thing? so. I think that's the plan. We were all really jacked about it. We had a pretty good lineup ready there. We were, uh, nine of us were driving down and then three guys were flying. But we were going to do like, uh, we had it all sorted out. We were stopping in rally there for uh, Kane's game and on the Friday and then finish the drive the next day to Myrtle and do three rounds there. So uh, probably just end up doing the same thing again. But, you know, just got to find a new date now. Well, it'll all work out. I know that's for oh. sure. And- Oh, I'm 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 certain of it, and that's for sure. It's just uh, just a matter <laughs> like, of getting happening. all the guys lined up again. <laughs> You're like, it needs to happen. We're playing oh, golf. We're having strippers. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have a couple strippers there for sure. <laughs> Hope we're not getting you in trouble with your fiance right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear about it later. I'm sure about it. Well, when you go on your bachelor party, maybe I'll ditch you guys and I'll just go hang out with her instead. Oh, that's she would love that. That's she's a big fan. I'll take her golfing. Oh, she needs a lesson or two. I can tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not the one to show her. Good. Don't give her any lessons. Uh, I'll give (laughs) her her lessons. Yeah, I'll give her lessons. And then you guys can go on a couple golfing dates once you're married. Oh, I don't know about that. It's more of like uh, the guys out only, you know? It's, it's my getaway. <laughs> That's an interesting topic. So I was talking about that in one of the other episodes where I said that guys don't actually want girls to play with them because they want no, to hang out their not. guys. No, no that's, that's five hours of free time. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so fine. You're saying you don't want to play with me then. That's what I'm getting out of this. Oh, I don't know about that. That's a little different story. <laughs> you just said that no girls are allowed, so I'll go play no with you. No wives or girlfriends, I should <laughs> no say. No wives or girlfriends. I don't know. At home, you know? <laughs> well, if you want to go get beat, then I'll, I'll go play oh. with you guys. <laughs> you probably you probably beat me uh, left-handed. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like an 18 handicap, so I'm not, uh, I'm not shooting any, uh, you know, not doing too well out there. But I mean, I was going to be nice to you, but now you said no girls allowed, so Uh-oh. now <laughs> you're going down. Uh-oh. Chris, Chris, do you realize, Uh-oh. Chris, do you realize you just, you just turned down Paige for a round of golf? I know. I, I just screwed myself, I think, here. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's the only thing that's going to get screwed is yourself. oh it's too funny i mean that was probably one of my most favorite things that anyone has ever said and it is just so true so thank you for being honest because i don't feel like enough guys are honest and you just said what every other guy is thinking and (laughs) i i applaud you for that thank you i feel like everyone listening to this is gonna be like yeah he's right (laughs) no no I'll, I'll, I'll still play with you. It's fine. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. We'd really have a good time. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> 
I love that. That was great. And, and and even it, like for me, I loved also with the Canadian accent. Oh no no no, <laughs> girls no. no. Kind of- I know it's like the most polite turn down of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I get it. I forgive you. <laughs> you could have said anything, and I would have been like, you're right. <laughs> You know, the whole way through, he's like, how do I not piss off my fiance? How do I not piss off my fiance? (laughs) I don't think he cared. He was like, let's bring on the strippers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a great episode. Lots of laughs. I think this will keep people entertained during this quarantine. Um, We like to keep it fun and light. And this episode was definitely that. Yeah, and look here for everyone that, that that was so much fun. Then then you owe it to us to ask more questions because that's that's where PG shines anyway. So so all you subscribers out there, write in questions. She will answer anything. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> it's great. Great for us. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Great for Pro entertainment. Tour. That's right. Pro, Pro tour. Wink, wink. Pro tour. Wink, wink. <laughs> Oh, gosh, you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> we, I had an absolute blast. Honestly, it was one of my favorite episodes. I think everyone's going to really enjoy it as well. And if you have any more questions or any more topics that you guys want us to discuss, uh, Pro Tour will tell you where. Email us at PARIHeartRadio.com and DM us at Playing Around Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. That's Playing Around. Bye. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.